When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, Notre Dame fans. How's everyone doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are tuning into this show, whether it's live with us on YouTube, watching back, or listening to the podcast version of this, hope that you are doing well. And uh, we just appreciate you making us part of your day here. I'm Mike Singer, uh, Recruiting Insider, I believe, is the title I gave myself a while back. Um, and I am joined. Uh, by Kyle Kelly and Kyle, I honestly don't know what your uh, your official title is, but uh, Kyle is my sidekick um, in covering Notre Dame football recruiting. It does a fantastic job uh, reporting on news um, at blueandgold.com. How is everyone today? Um, I see uh, ENC's in the chat. Uh, what's going on, friend? Greg, Devin, um, Lotus. Um, how is everyone doing? Um, yeah, this is our recruiting show. So we're going to talk about high school recruiting. We'll talk a little bit transfer portal. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, speculation and, and whatnot, we're not going to do a whole lot of that on this show. Um, but, uh, yeah, in, in terms of, like, portal targets, nothing really to talk about at this point. But trust me, I am uh, I'm working on reporting on some of these things at Blue and Gold. Uh, dot com. Um, so, uh, Kyle, how, how are you doing, man? How are you enjoying um, your first silly season of blueandgold.com? As good as I can be. I think I forgot since I, I covered this recruiting or uh, this silly season stuff with rivals last year. I kind of forgot like how crazy it's and it's like year it's um, getting increasingly crazier. I guess the one benefit is we don't have. Pink Bowen to deal with this year. That, uh, I think for the most part, a lot of these uh, guys in the 24 recruiting class are pretty solid, all plan on signing in December. So that takes uh, one brick off our shoulders, but one brick off another 20 on oh. with all this portal stuff. So Can you please knock on some wood real quick, bro? Like, what, what, what? I don't know, man. We've been checking in with kid uh, over the last couple of days, and, you know, I think there is some, you know, reason for some concern about what's going on uh, in South Bend these days, but some Why? important uh, coaching visits coming up. Why, why is there reason for concern? I just think that. Um, well, wait, you, know, tell me, you just said that you think they're solid, but now you're saying there's reason for concern. Well, I, I think some some recruits are just like, hmm, just like keep an eye on what things are, you know, how things are happening, but yeah. like. I think I think people fail to realize that while Notre Dame is having a mass exodus of players, that's happening at every other school in the country. So um, I think it's just normal thoughts, you know. So yeah, but I 
overall, I feel pretty optimistic about where Notre Dame's 24 class will end up here in about three weeks. Yeah, if I'm a receiver, I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, exactly. coach just got fired. Half the room's left. They have, like, four healthy scholarship receivers, two of them former walk-ons. Like, what What? Yeah, what the hell's going on? Um, but, uh, yeah, fun. It's basically what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, fun times. You know, guys are, um, but, huh. like, yeah, I think there's, like, what is going on? I want some – I want to know – what the, the the inside info is here but yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk about the coaches on the road um because the staff is hitting the road they're seeing two of their three receiver commits today well actually i already saw one today as kyle um, posted out on twitter but before we dive into today's show uh folks please do hit the thumbs up on this video subscribe to our youtube channel of course for more content if you are new here if you're listening via podcast appreciate you as well please <clears throat> leave us a kind review um, if you like the show, I'm on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to this. Um, and I uh, would always encourage um, folks listening via podcast um, to uh, check us out on YouTube. We post a lot of good stuff um, on our YouTube channel, a lot of which does not go to our podcast channel. Um, so please check that out. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. Um, it, it, a, a lot of fun. Um, I might be not winning as much, but I am still having fun in the process here lately. So basically, um, you know, you, you pick a couple players and uh, if they will go more or less than their prize picks projections um, and uh, you can do a power play um, where the payout is bigger or the flex play, which you only need two out of three correct um, to still win you some money. Um, so yeah, it, it's a really cool website that I've had so much fun I'm talking to my friends about different um, entries that we're doing, um, and uh, it, it helps me enjoy NFL football, uh, NFL football, you know, just watching NFL um, even much more, um, but it, it's more than just the NFL. you got NBA, NHL, college football, PGA, um, I mean, MMA, tennis, soccer, I mean, really across the board, get some video games in there as well. So, um, it is a ton of fun. Um, and, uh, it gets even better because when you use the promo code BGI, you will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks. So you put in 50, they'll give you 50, you put in a hundred, they'll give you a hundred. Um, so yeah, please check it out. Prizepicks.com. Um, um, so I'm not doing Kyle <clears throat> any entries on this show so jared goff desmond ritter tim boyle sorry uh, because i am waiting for flex friday we move this show from thursday to friday and on friday they have a promotion called flex friday um where you basically get a free 20 dollars entry and if you don't hit then you get your money back but if you do then good job um so uh yeah i haven't been crushing it on my entries lately um but you know this this one stung last week <clears throat> there, there have been some stingers, but we're we're having fun with it. Um, my Thanksgiving entry um, <clears throat> with Jordan Love, I just needed him to have one more pass attempt, and he did not. That one stung. Um, but again, having a lot of fun. <clears throat> Throat struggle. I'm struggling right now um, in the process. So please, uh, PrizePicks.com if you are interested. <clears throat> Remote code BGI. All right, Kyle. So, yeah, we're going to start with coaches on the road, my friend. Um, and uh, as I clear my throat, I'm going to let you talk about um, your uh, your tweet that you fired out. So the coaches 
I feel like I need to add this, this kind of bit of context. When there's the spring evaluation period and the coaches hit the road during the bye week, that is the, um, yeah, it's like a evaluation period. I think it's, it's called, um, yeah. And that is the bump rule, right? College coaches can't really have sit down in-depth conversations, but now we're in the contact period. So if you're a high school senior, you can have this coaches can come by your school. They can go to your home. Let me read the definition of the contact period. It is a period of time when it is permissible for authorized athletics department staff members to make in-person off-campus recruiting contacts and evaluations. So that's why you have a picture here of Chad Bowden and uh, everyone's favorite coach, Jared Parker, with five-star receiver Notre Dame commit, Kane Williams. Kyle? Yeah, this was an important one this morning. I, I think that, uh, you, you know, we spoke to Cam Williams right after Chancey Stuckey's uh, dismissal from Notre Dame earlier this week on Tuesday. Cam right away reaffirmed his pledge uh, to Notre Dame. But I think naturally, like, like the case is with a, a lot of guys across the country, um, guys are just keeping an eye on what things, you know, how things are happening. So no surprise to see. Um, arguably the two of the most important members on Notre Dame's coaching staff right now outside of, you know, of course, Marcus Freeman, who's in Charlotte today, stopped by Glenbard South in Glen Ellen, Illinois, to check in with Cam Williams. Uh, just uh, start to, uh, you know, kind of outline, outline their plan, I would imagine, of what the, the direction of Notre Dame's wide receiver room, who's going to be leading it, um, and everything uh, with that matter. So, very important visit happening in the Chicago area this morning. Uh, obviously, the Notre Dame staff made a priority. If I'm not mistaken, that could have been like one of their first visits overall this morning. So um, those guys getting out there uh, to check in with Cam. And uh, th this is a guy they got to keep solid, get him signed in December. I've wrote extensively about him on Blue and Gold over the last couple of weeks about how he's going to be. Notre Dame's, um, if at least if he maintains his on three industry ranking or on three uh, rating of five star, he'll be the first one since Michael Floyd in two thousand eight. So, I know Jordan Johnson's in there. Um, he he wasn't a industry ranking five star though, but Cam Williams is, and I think that you and I feel maybe me a little bit better than you. I feel pretty good that he'll be a five star after the All American Bowl in San Antonio. A pretty good chance for him to solidify that. Never know. They they do they do like to bring those uh, guys up there. Some under the radar guys are, are not even skyrocketing them. I know there was a guy from Mississippi last year. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, came a five star late in the process. But anyway, I Cam Williams, a very elite wide receiver recruit for Notre Dame. Yeah, the thing is, like, <clears throat> it's like he could go out and ball, but then like. He just can't predict what the rankings these people are going to do. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I He's thought Steve Angeli, I thought Angeli was the best quarterback at the Under Armour All American Bowl week, and like he didn't get bumped. No one bumped him at all. It's just like, so I don't know. I really don't know. Cam. Um, I don't. I don't know on Cam. So we'll see. Real quick, I, mean, I, I just I always I always warn people to never try to predict what's going to happen with rankings. So we'll I'll, I'll I'll be there all week and I'll tell you guys what I think. But um, yeah, and I don't think I've met Cam yet, believe it or not. 
I'm just kind of just want to clarify real quick. Um, I mentioned that guy from Mississippi. It was a uh, Suntrain Perkins. He was like, I don't know, like a four-star guy, a normal guy, and then he went to all these or like they do that Alabama versus Mississippi bowl game, or like he was an All-American bowl or game guy as well, and now he's a five-star plus guy, which means he was a five-star recruit um, by every primary recruiting media service. So there are guys like that that will skyrocket in the rankings. That's why, like, on three basically has, like, about 11 or so guys that aren't five-stars yet because they're uh, giving themselves some wiggle room to add some new guys in there. So we'll see if you can hold on. You want to give me 30 seconds on uh, Justin Scott? How about Justin Scott, five-star defense lineman, flipping from Ohio State to Miami? Kind of, he committed to Ohio State out out of the blue over the was it over the summer I believe, and then uh, just flips yeah. to Miami. Um, I know you covered that recruitment pretty closely. What are what are your thoughts on that one for the former Notre Dame target? I'll just say this: I I felt like I had a pretty good relationship with Justin Scott um, during his recruitment. I've saw him on multiple occasions. Also, I pressed him pretty hard on you know several occasions about the implications of NIL and pay for play, everything like that. Never got the uh, the idea that Justin was a uh, someone that was prioritizing the NIL opportunities in his recruitment. But when you see a kid from Chicago leave the Midwest where he uh, more or less is a homebody to go play for the Hurricanes, I guess first we'll say Mario Cristobal and his staff do an outstanding job in recruiting. But kind of makes you wonder um, what else is in play. Do we need to talk about the Benjamins in his in his graphic? We got to have Hayes Fawcett on this show, man. Give us some context in that graphic. Not that we need much, but I don't. Yeah, I would love to have Hayes Fawcett on the show. Are you kidding me? Um, people are talking about the bowl game in the in the YouTube chat. Rick Palmer said, "I hope we don't go against LSU." Now, would like to have a chance to win that game. What you you think LSU is not going to have players leading or opt out too? You think Jaden Daniels is going to play in that these, game? These bowl games are going to look ridiculous. Like it. It's like there's there's scrimmages for the the 24 season. Like it's just yeah. like you're putting guys out there that haven't yeah. played in big spots all year. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a time crunch this afternoon, um, but uh, I do want to throw up one of those for what it's worth posts. Um, and one of those is about like practice yesterday because Notre Dame had its first bowl practice. I think I think it was his first bowl practice on Thursday. I don't. I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday it was more like just meetings and stuff. So they practice Thursday, coaches are on the road today, and they practice again tomorrow. And uh, the offense, let's just say it looked a little bit different than normal. Um, so, uh, yeah, wild, wild times. Bowl games, just totally, hey. totally uh, whatever now. So People still watch and people still bet on them. So that's all yeah. that everyone needs to know. <laughs> yeah. So other coaches on the road, we had this report at blueandgold.com. Um, you can check it out. It was up this morning. Um, Marcus Freeman. Okay. So we talked about Jared Parker and Chad Bowden hit the road to Chicago. And then I'm sure they're tailing to get back to, to South Bend probably as we record this. Um, so Parker and Bowden are then getting on, I'm guessing the private jet with Freeman, um, defensive coordinator, Al Golden and defensive line coach Al Washington for, uh, they're heading down to Charlotte to see Notre Dame's three commits there. You got tight end Jack Larson. Uh, pass rusher Bryce Young and uh, receiver Mike Gilbert. Now I've been doing this for a long time. I have never heard of a, a joint home visit. So I was told that the 
Jack Larson and his family, um, Bryce Young and his family, and Micah Gilbert and his family are having their home visit all at the Young household, which is really that cool. Is awesome. That's gonna have, that is to awesome. be a fly on the wall, like what that looks like. I would just love to know. Is it like you have a couple coaches over here talking with Gilbert and his family for a little bit? Hey, let's talk about this receiver drama, um, and then uh, yeah. And then they all kind of come together and eat dinner at a big table. Like, I don't know. I would love to know. Um, Dude, I, so, all uh, I'm going to say, uh, not a bad thing to have Bryant Young <laughs> there today, the former Notre Dame player, Pro Football Hall of Famer, with everything going on at the wide receiver room. Not that he could really do much as a, I guess, former defensive lineman, but a good advocate for uh, Notre Dame to have Micah Gilbert's here, even though we expect Yeah, this. I am guessing <clears> – <throat> You said you were an advocate. I'm guessing Brian Young's not super big, like, oh, you need to go. And I know that's not what you're saying, but, like, I from what I know about Brian Young, he's he's going to be kind of neutral on it. But, like, he took Bryce to a lot of different – I mean, they visit a lot of different schools. Um, but I will say on the whole receiver thing, like, <clears throat> I'm, you would rather this happen in a week and just, let's just get it all out. Just, just if we're gonna overhaul, if this receiver room is gonna look a lot different, there's gonna be a lot of crazy drama. Just get it done in seven days, and then let the other what fifty-one weeks of the year be okay. If that, if that makes sense, like I'm just glad we don't hear about this crap all the or like this isn't happening all the year long. And, and you know, I, I've made my thoughts on this pretty clear on I think our live shows and and the Bloomgold.com message board that I think. That's some of the narratives out there about Chancey Stucky and how evil he is. I think they're ridiculous. Um, so I think that there were some people who were unhappy in that room and there were some people that were happy. Um, but to think that that's some like specific thing about Stucky and that doesn't happen in every single room. If you're not playing and you think you're the shit, you're probably not happy. I mean, is that rocket science people? I don't know, but Kyle, I, I'm going to continue for the sake of time. Um, so, quarterbacks coach Gino Gadouli going to head over to the Ann Arbor area, home visit with CJ Carr, Notre Dame's quarterback commit. Um, and uh, we've kind of been silent on this, Kyle, and um, I'm kind of over it. Uh, but I'm not going to get into that. Carr is expected to... Um, enroll at Notre Dame uh, for bowl practices. I don't know exactly how that works because I've never covered a school that did this, but um, yeah, CJ Carr is expected to participate in bowl practices at Notre Dame in December. Um, so we haven't like officially reported that yet, but um, I'm kind of tired of sitting quiet on it. So we're just going to throw that out there because I think it's been out there for weeks at this point, but again, not really going to dive into that. Dylan McCullough, sneaky, big, important visit. Uh, Aeneas Williams from Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, Missouri, like the t Missouri Tigers are really trying to flip Aeneas. Like I, I, that's not really been talked about too much. But McCullough going out there, um, I think that's pretty. That's that, that, that's big. Um, so that should be a good home visit. Um, and I will hopefully be talking to Aeneas after that one wraps up for StoryBlueAndGold.com. It's going to be a busy weekend, uh, Kyle. Cornerbacks uh, coach Mike Mickens heading down to his stomping grounds of Cincinnati, um, just the Greater Cincinnati area. Um, checking in with uh cornerback commits, um, Carson Hobbs from Archbishop Moeller, and then a uh, Tabron Benny Powell, the safety from uh Lakota West in Westchester, Ohio. Uh, Joe Rudolph heading down to Indianapolis, 
um, going to visit with Styles Prescott, um, and um, he will also um, stop by the high schools. So the 2024 contact period is, you know, the like we talked about, you can have the home visits, the off-campus contact, and whatnot. It's the, still the, it's still the bumper for the 2025 recruits, but Rudolph will be stopping in at the high schools of uh, class of 2025 four-star quarterback Mark Zachary. Um, and another 25 key four-star prospect is uh, defensive end uh, Damian Shanklin. And then Marty Biagi is headed to Hawaii. Man. Um, Guys got it tough, man. Yeah. Special teams coordinator at Notre Dame's a great job. How about this? Ian with a five dollar super chat says, uh, "Not related to recruiting." Kyle, have you eaten at the original Off Central Best Breakfast in Toledo? What's the headcount on early and early? So, Kyle, do you want to answer the first part of his question? Well, yeah. If and if you can clarify in the chat, I don't know if the original Off Central. I know there's an original Pancake House in the Sylvania area, but I don't know if that's technically Off Central Avenue. I've I've been there a couple times. So, if you could clarify that. Um, in the chat, but I will say my two favorite breakfast places in Toledo. If uh, and if you've been there, please let me know. And if we have any fellow, uh, yep, okay, original pancake house, it is outstanding. I think that is top three. Um, I'll check with my fellow Toledo wins. Yep, there we go. Um, it is a chain though, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's a couple original pancake houses around the around the country. But anyway, my, my two other favorite breakfast spots in Northwest Ohio, Briarfield Cafe um, in Maumee down the road from my house. Um, outstanding breakfast there. And then also in Sylvania, the Classic Cafe, it is off uh, McCord there. So if you've been there, um, big advocate of both those places. Love the original Pancake House. So. And uh, now I'm forgetting the second part of that question, Mike. Pop that baby back uh, up. Yeah, the early enrollees. Okay. 15. Um, yeah, that's I can reason. Yeah, I can. I, and I, I'm pretty sure that breaks a record. Um, that was 14 in the 2021 class. Let me pull up my list real quick. Do, 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 do. 15. CJ Carr, Kenny Durlocker, Cole Mullins, Cam Williams, Logan Thomas, Aeneas Williams, Micah Gilbert, Bryce Young, Anthony Knapp, Peter Jones, Jack Larson, Kedron Youngs, Sean Savilano, Kingston Philly Amuasa, Stouts Prescott. So. There you go. And um, in terms of that being a record, Notre Dame had 14 in the 2021 class, 12, 2022, and 12 in 2023. So 15 is quite a good bit. So ENC, um, thank you. My my personal best breakfast spot is uh in the just the state of Ohio is Skyline Chili. Just like give me Skyline Chili. Any day of the week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, hey, man. take it easy there. Oh, boy. Take it easy. I don't think it's open for breakfast, but. God, I hope not. Oh, imagine what that would do to you if you have that for breakfast all the time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the coaches on the road. Staff will be back on Saturday. I'm guessing not Biagi. Guessing Biagi will probably. I don't, I don't know. What's up, baby? <laughs> I don't know. I guess the special teams aren't getting much coaching this weekend. I don't know, but uh, there is practice on Saturday, so the staff um, will be back for that. Um, so, yeah, let's hear from my perfect franchise. Um, so I have a question for you folks. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? 
Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, if you're answering yes to any of those questions, you're going to want to give my boy Andy Ludicky a call. Andy's a huge college sports friend and a franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using his expertise, Andy's going to help others find their American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. So give Andy a call. Put your life and career in your own hands. And best of all, his services are 100% free to you. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Call call Andy Ludicky 404-973-9901. Myperfectfranchise.net. Check them out today. All right, Kyle, what's up? Uh, so yeah, someone just talking in the chat. Skyline Chili, yes. I'm not saying I'm going to have it a lot because I think it would get gross. But um, <laughs> gross anytime. It's a good like once a year kind of thing. Uh, there is a Skyline Chili location. I pray that it's not closed down um, in Clearwater, Florida, where I grew up and I went there all the time. Um, and then any, so I try to go there whenever I go see family. And then uh, whenever I'm in the state of Ohio, which I don't really go there anymore since we hired Kyle. Why would I go to Ohio if Kyle lives there? Um, it's not really cost effective. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, I don't get to eat there much, but it is great food. Yeah, someone was just talking about Ivan Taylor. I, I listen. I, I feel like we would be, um, you know, bad at our jobs if we didn't talk about this. So we, it is currently ten fifty six a.m. Eastern time. He is coming off the board um, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so Winter Garden, Florida, West Orange, safety, high school junior. Um, so he's in the 2025 class, highly ranked player, top 100 overall pl- prospect. Uh, ESPN in 24-7 view him as a borderline five-star prospect at this point. On three and rivals, I mean, still rank him pretty high, but not as high as those programs, or excuse me, those websites on three's ranking 172 nationally, number 15 safety. So the entry ranking uh, just inside the uh, top 100 and uh, number 10 safety um, in the country. So projected uh, him to Notre Dame back in Singer. And Kyle, I know you did um, really after you heard my conversation with him when you were uh, after the pit game. You, Yeah, that was right. You, you, I interviewed him in the car, right? You, you, were, you were dropping me off at my my place I was staying that night and uh, you got to hear that interview. So you got to hear Mike Singer at work, just a phenomenal interviewer. I'm sure. Not bad, <laughs> but yeah. What are, what are your thoughts here? Uh, we're actually spent a whole lot of time on this, but yeah, I, I, I think Notre Dame's got a, a pretty good shot. Um, Florida state, Tennessee, Wisconsin, the, the other schools here. Boy, if Notre Dame went down to Florida to pick this guy up out of the South, what a recruiting victory that would be for Notre Dame. And, I'd just like folks to take a look at that on three recruiting prediction machine, give Notre Dame a 99% chance at landing them. Bold. A lot of that uh, percentage comes from yours and I's predictions. I know on three national writer, uh, Sam Spiegelman followed us with a prediction earlier this week as well. So this one looks like Notre Dame, unless something crazy happens at at the last minute and uh, never count out recruiting these days. Yeah. But um, I'm feeling pretty good about Ivan Taylor ending up Irish by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ivan Taylor, um, son of Ike Taylor, two-time champion, 
um, with the uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that would be a good pickup for the Irish. Uh, we will track that at blueandgold.com. So um, follow me on Twitter at Mike T. Singer and follow Kyle um, at Mike T. Singer. And uh, I'm kidding, at by, at by Kyle Kelly. Um, and, uh, of course, BGN News on Twitter. I will not call it X. Don't care. Un- unless it gets to a point where if, like, no, no, I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter. And I don't care. Um, moving along, Kyle. So, of how many transfer portal entries have there been? Or entry slash declared, what, we got like six, seven? Dude, some tells me eight, but I don't know for sure. So, there's Aiden K, Ramon Henderson, Tobias, uh, Braylon James, Nana Osafomensa. So, that's five. Tyree? Tyree will make six. Maybe Zeke, it is six. Actually. Zeke seven. Zeke seven. So I think that's a quarterback no, running back no, wide receiver we talked about, tight end no, offensive line Corral, defensive line Nana and Aiden, linebacker no, corner safety. So yeah, um, so seven. So, yeah, seven. And let's just be honest, we'll, we're expecting more. Uh, yeah. Last year there was about a dozen. So, I mean, this is guys. This is uh, college football now. I mean, you're gonna see 20 guys enter the portal every year, and uh, I guess the more guys that enter the portal, the more options there are for Notre Dame to fill the roster. But that is college football, man. Guys are gonna move on. Guys are gonna come and go, and uh, we have the luxury of covering it all. All right, listen, listen, guys in the chat talking about Stays and Rico. If Holden stays and Rico Flores declare that they're transferring, then they would be eight and nine, but they haven't posted anything. I don't know what you want me to say. It's just, so stop asking. Keep an eye on things, man. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on things. That was the Nick Saban line, by the way. 30 guys on this roster that we have, we're keeping tabs on. So, yeah. So do you think there's much of a recruiting fallout to this, Kyle? Dude, so the thing – I kind of put this on the message board. is like Notre Dame's got to fill their roster somehow, but there's only so many high school prospects to go around. Like, you know, it, so I, I think the main point is here that the more guys that enter the portal, the more guys there will be available to fill the roster with. But Notre Dame is still a little bit hand, handcuffed with – it's not like they can add every single guy that enters the portal. I mean, they're pretty limited to – to grad transfer first year guys and then you know for the sophomore juniors and seniors it's usually the guys that come from the high academic uh institutions see brandon joseph from northwestern and riley leonard from duke if that comes together so but yeah i mean this is just the way it is now i mean notre dame's got a great staff uh you know butler benton director of player personnel i think is uh, primary title, Matt Jensen, the guy they got from West Virginia who does a lot of scouting. And I can be, a, I can assure you that Notre Dame is probably a, as ahead of it as they can. I know I just behind the scenes hearing a few things that process in the past that these guys are really evalu- evaluating a lot of guys. It's like j- just <clears throat> kind of the way it works, to be honest, is this is the way it is in the NFL. Now, granted, there's only 31 other opposing teams, but in the NFL, they have guys that are, you know, pro scouts and they evaluate 
other teams and scout the other teams yeah. for players that could be additions or rosters. And that's the way it's uh, coming in college football. Although there is about 130 teams to, to scout after, but that's just the way it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was good. that was good stuff, Kyle. Didn't really answer my question, but it was good. Recruiting fallout. No, I don't. I, I, there, there it really isn't many. Like, what is Notre Dame's at the point right now where we have been tracking this for the last three months? Like, everyone keeps wondering, are they going to flip anyone? Are there more guys to target in the class? Like, there really isn't. Like, if yeah. there was, I mean, we would have heard some by now. Like, last year at this time, we were hearing, you know, Chad Bowden and was that – in Virginia to check out Brandon Hillman and yeah, it's Chris Tarek. I think had committed to Bruce. Right. Chancey Suck, he was AK keeping Smith. an eye on AK Smith. Like we haven't heard that. Like Notre Dame feels really good about their 24 class. I'm sure there's guys behind the scenes that they're just going to throw darts at because you, you have to do it. But <clears throat> I'm not expecting much, much yeah. else. 24. I, I agree. Now, as of now, I don't think I think Notre Dame signs all their guys. But let's say, knock on wood, you know, one of those assistant coaches leaves, or God knows what with Freeman. You can't really, I don't know what to expect with him. He's a bulldog, somebody. man. He's a bulldog. You like that 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 word? Bulldog behind the scenes. I mean, it's true. Like because I Freeman used cutthroat honestly, but I thought bulldog might be cutthroat might have been a little too strong. Bulldog might have fit better, but um. Yeah, dude. So who knows? There's that who knows factor of like, who, what if some coach just leaves or something and then his class is open season and Notre Dame's like, yes, we want that guy. So there's silly season that could impact that. But I really think from here on out, it's more about transfer additions. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's more about transfer additions at this point um, than adding any more high school players. But that still could happen. Got to keep your guys solid, man. That's a, keep, that's that's a, that's a huge priority um, for the Notre Dame staff. I'm seeing I'm seeing gray hairs on my head right now, and I'm not loving that. But uh, so we yeah. see do that to you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Hit that thumbs up, folks, if you're not done so yet. Of course, subscribe to the channel content. You know, yada yada. You guys all know that. Uh, but uh, we're gonna hear from our. Um, <laughs> one heck of a sponsor here with home field. Um, it is a fantastic collegiate clothing line. I believe that's where we had collegiate clothing line. It's home field apparel um, based out of Indianapolis. Um, and uh, they are committed to creating officially licensed, comfortable clothing um, and uh, fantastic Notre Dame designs. I mean, I, I just had a recruit parent text me the other day, be like, hey, what was your promo code for home field? Uh, because their stuff does look awesome. Um, and, and the designs really are fantastic. During my Wednesday night show uh, with Tim and then Goolsby popped in for, how about that show, by the way, folks? Um, I was wearing my uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish tennis crew neck. Uh, I absolutely love wearing that thing. And I actually get compliments on it all the time when I wear it out. So authentic stuff, shows the nostalgia of that Notre Dame University, excuse me, the University of Notre Dame that you love so much. Um, and uh, I, I can't wait um, to uh, see you guys all wearing your home field shirts, um, you know, around Notre Dame Stadium. So um, they actually have a, a licenses to 100 over 150 colleges so buy yourself something 
buy something for the Notre Dame fan in your life and then uh, get yourself something as well. Um, and uh, use the promo code BLUEGOLD23 to get 15% off your first order. So check it out. Um, at Oh, these are new. I haven't even seen some of these, I feel like. Um, so, yeah. Check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code BLUEGOLD23. So there you go, folks. Great Christmas gifts there. Great Christmas gifts. Yes. Use, use our promo code, folks. Um, or I believe, yeah, yeah, use our promo code. Actually, free ship Friday as well. Um, you can use com- promo code free ship today, uh, Friday only. I don't know which one is the better deal for you. But, uh, yeah, please check out homefieldapparel.com. Get some Notre Dame gear. All right, Kyle. Um, so I was out on the road this past Friday, and I saw a couple of recruits of interest for Notre Dame fans. First, Justin Derman, Tampa Jesuit, uh, four-star prospect. According to the on-three industry ranking, he is in the 2025 class. Pretty interesting prospect, and this was a, a really good game to watch. Jesuit just choked this game away. It was, like, shocking. Um, they were up it's 24 to 10 in the fourth quarter and uh, just couldn't get anything offensively going in the last quarter of the game and playoff action. This was the state quarterfinals. Um, and uh, it, it was a, it was kind of a frustrating game to watch because um, the team there playing Gaither, they're yelling at each the coaches are cussing out the players, players cussing out the coaches. Gaither got called for penalties every third play because they're just so extremely undisciplined. Like I, I can't believe that Jesuit lost that game, but with Justin Thurman, um, he looked really good. Uh, I'll, I'll read you guys his stats once we um, take this off the screen, but um, he only had 11 rushing attempts, kind of a pass happy offense um, and, and large part due to Gaither just surrounding the box. I mean, they really just put, you know, uh, you know, eight guys, um, you know, there to stop the run at all times and just said, Hey, Jesuit beat us deep. And, um, Jesuit did at times, but you know, not enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, Thurman though, did look good. I mean, you see his touchdown run here. Okay. So this is Justin Thurman, 2024 running back commit. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Mike Singer's about to, to zoom in. And then he shoots the boy. He shoots his boy a thumbs up. I love that. I thought that was so funny. Justin Thurman shooting me a thumbs up. Very subtle. Um, but uh, yeah, so my, it was a frustrating game to watch. Um, but it was it was uh, as like a neutral. It was it was good. But Thurman looked really good. The speed is fantastic. Home run hitter. Um, you know, it just wasn't the best game for him to like showcase between the tackles because Gaither just like you know loaded up the box so much. Um, but overall, uh, a, a pretty impressive running back. He, you know, he actually kind of reminds me um, of Jeremiah Love. Like, like the size, they're both pretty tall for running backs. Um, l- lean, but not skinny, um, if that makes sense. And just the speed, get these guys to the outside, make some big plays. Um uh, you know, I think Notre Dame's got a pretty good one in Justin Thurman. Um, so yeah, Thurman's from St. Louis, and you know, knew Jeremiah Love growing up and everything, and trained with had the same trainer and everything. So um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good comparison. 
And then uh, Jesuits quarterback um, for that game was Will Griffin, um, a uh, class of 2026 player. Um, so still very young in his high school career. By the way, Thurman, uh, 11 rushes, 49 yards and a touchdown, four receptions, 17 yards. So Will Griffin, the quarterback, Notre Dame offered him back in October. Um, and uh, we can check out his uh, my, the clips that I shot of him as well. This is a big dude for a high school sophomore, six two and a half, two hundred twenty five pounds, um, and I mean he's put up huge numbers this season. Um, it was a loss for his team, of course, but he looked good. I think it was twenty two of thirty four, two hundred fifty nine yards, a couple touchdowns, and he threw a pick. Um, but uh, him pushing the ball downfield looked really good. Um, he has, I mean. It was pretty obvious that he's got some supreme confidence in himself. Like he believes he can make every throw on the field. He likes to ad lib, get outside the pocket, make some throws, um, for sure. And uh Jesuit had a pretty small offensive line. So when I'm talking about like Justin Thurman not really be able to get too much done between the tackles, partly but because that Gaither just you know loaded the box, but also like you know, Jesuit's offensive line, they you know, they're not they don't have any like you know. I don't want to disrespect the guy. They don't have like D1 players on that offensive line that I can tell. Um, but uh, yeah, Griffin looked really good. Confidence in his arm, like I said. Moves outside the pocket well. Fantastic size. And he's just a sophomore. Um, really good looking prospects. Florida, Florida State, Miami, Auburn. I mean, Ohio State, I believe. Yeah, Ohio Usually State. That's Michigan game. I'm sorry, Kyle? Yeah, Ohio State's on him. Yeah. So he's he's a big time prospect, and again, he's just a sophomore. If this was senior film, you'd be like, yeah, like he looks this like he looks the part and everything. And and this really is just him as a sophomore. He's impressive. Um. So uh, yeah, that was my trip down to Florida. As you watching this, Kyle, did you have anything you wanted to add? I really like this uh, quarterback man. I I think he kind of fits a mold for what Notre Dame's looking for. On the 26th cycle, getting a guy from a, a private school down south. Obviously, they got Deuce Knight from Mississippi Public School, George County there. Uh, but yeah, that, this is an exciting guy. I, I'm really, I'm starting to become invested in the 26 quarterback recruiting because Notre Dame's got their guys in 25, and it's like, do like a good portion of that 25 class has come together, and like Notre Dame has like, what's that? It's like 40%, 35% done. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Ivan Taylor today, but that could give them 10 commits if he Jeez. And, like, here's the thing is, like, they got their targets, too. Like, the rock-solid guys, like, the guys that have been in the grill and chill, the guys that have been in Ohio State and USC games, and, like, the guys that they're going to visit um, here within the next month. Like, yeah, there's going to be some new guys that pop up on the board, but – I think behind the scenes, you know, there there's a handful of other guys that Notre Dame's starting to feel pretty good about. I I know you have a number of predictions in for Notre Dame to land those guys. So, uh, you know, Notre Dame they're really working ahead. So it's pretty impressive to see. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I look away from chat for two minutes. We got somebody dropping some, saying some things you should not say. Oh, YouTube, you guys never cease to amaze me um okay so last thing i want to talk about is of the transfers kyle which of them 
I already deleted the comment, Kyle. You're not going to find it. Just yeah. Gonna, gonna ban the guy. I didn't yeah. read it. He just, he just said a word you should not be you should not be using on here. Um, or crazy. Take it easy the, in the chat, folks. Of the transfers out so far, of course, there are going to be more. December 4th, the transfer portal opens for underclassmen. So the Braylon James and Tobias Merriweather declarations were just that. They're not in the portal yet. Um, but yeah. What do you uh what do you think of the guys who have entered? I think the seven so far. Which one stings the most to you? I want you to guess mine because I think it could be pretty obvious. Braylon. Yeah, that that one stings just because like he never got his opportunity at Notre Dame. Like, and there were plays that I saw I saw him make during practice that were like. Braylon James is going to be a really good football player. He just didn't really put it together enough to to see meaningful playing time at Notre Dame. Um, and I know that's like that's a name we had heard like toward the end of the season that probably wasn't looking good for him to return next year, and that was pretty disappointing because he was the highest rated uh, recruit uh, among the wide receivers in Notre Dame's class. And they just they just never got anything out of them. So, really? yeah. And in terms of industry ranking, so believe it or not, um, Braylon uh, played at those Under Armour right. All American game, and that that you're helped right. skyrocket him up. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does elsewhere. I mean, he was a he was a guy that prioritized like the academic schools. I know he visits Stanford. Um, TCU was on his list. I think TCU made a late push in the 23 cycle. So, yeah, it, it's just kind of a bummer because, like, we never saw what he could do. I mean, at least with Tobias, we saw him play a ton. And, like, I think Tobias is just, like, a freak of an athlete. But, yeah, he's another guy that didn't uh, put it together. So, I mean, is that your pick as well, Braylon? Coming down from Texas. <clears throat> I have an honorable mention for Tyree just because I wanted to see him flourish here with another year at receiver. Um, but my pick's actually Tobias. Um, hear you, man. Uh, what's up? That's how I hear you. Yeah. Because, um, like, all of them are, like, even Tyree, you got your degree. Cool. Like, Z, get your degree. No, no. Like, cool. Like, you got your degree here. You did your time. Like if you if Notre Dame, like I hear a lot from you know different people. Like Notre Dame is not the easiest. Like it's not the easiest place. Like you have to go to class. The weather sucks. It is gray a lot. You know, like outside. So I get it. You put in your time, but it's the underclassman one for me, and I think that Tobias showed more, obviously than than Braylon. We never saw really Braylon do much. Um, I was never the biggest Braylon James fan. I, I thought he had huge upside, um, but I thought the floor was pretty low. And we saw Tobias flash a lot during his career, just could never really put it together. So it's kind of just sad to like, like for me, disappointing. Like when you look at it, college football in general, that I, I think for a lot of the reasons, like, it's not like Notre Dame didn't give Tobias chances. He was the guy. He was getting the most snaps of the receivers early in the season, and he was unreliable. And then he kind of plays less, 
Um, and st- still got opportunities though. Um, so it's like, why? If it was a Stucky thing, Stucky's gone, right? If it's a Notre Dame is hard thing, you want to go back home. Cool. I mean, I get that, but it it's it, it kind of is just like disheartening on on college football in in general. Um, that that's kind of how I feel on Tobias as well. It's like, why, bro? Like, why are you leaving? Um, but I don't know, man. Took out a lot of opportunities, high ceiling all all year. Me and Tim and Ghouls, we were like, listen, he's like, don't sell like don't sell your Tobias Merriweather stock just yet, Notre Dame fans. Like, th- this kid can still do it. He's not doing it right now, but we know we can. So, um, yeah, I'm just a little disappointed, Kyle. Yeah, and, and I think Marcus Freeman can sleep at night with the graduate transfers because, I mean, those guys have paid their dues at Notre Dame's, and, you know, you never want to see the guy, you know, the Chris Tyrese of the world leave. But, like, with the Nana Safa Metzas and the Aiden Ks and um, Zeke Carell's, like, those guys, you know, it, it for some of those guys, it's almost like it's kind of time to get some fresh blood in there. And, like, something, like, I remember Marcus Friedman was asked in the um, in the spring about the kind of surprise departures of Lorenzo Styles and Logan Diggs, and his biggest thing was like those guy those guys left without getting their Notre Dame degrees, and um, I think that's the biggest concerning part of the undergrad grad transfer to Notre Dame is they just don't really see it through. I mean, at least those grad guys they they put in their time, got their degree, and but. Just the way, yeah, I mean, I've said it multiple times now, the way things are today, college football, so. This, Zach Colson, I, I don't know if you hang out in our chats much, um, but this might be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, ever read in my life. I think Tobias needed to move on. Yes, he has talent, but Notre Dame isn't the place that's going to develop him. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean Notre Dame's not going to develop him? Why not? What are you talking about? You play football, you develop, you get coaching. Like it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Notre Dame has receivers go play in the NFL. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the guys kind of got a point. <laughs> wow, what was the point? I mean they they got rid of their wide receivers coach for a reason. So yeah, and they're bringing a new one. It you know he was getting development, but maybe not the best. Okay, then they're bringing in a new one. So even better reason to stay. Thank you for proving my point. Yeah, it'll be curious to see if they get that guy from Washington, Jamarcus Shepard, because I, I think a lot of people are pointing to Tobias going back on the in-state school, but what if they're well, – I hope then Washington goes and hires Chancey Stuckey. That would be great. How about that? Wow. The whole thing just frustrates me. Dude, um, remember what – um I, I don't know the exact quote, but uh, Dabo Sweeney praised the heck out of Chancey Stuckey, who played at Clemson um, before the Clemson game. Like, Chancey was pretty well-respected. So, really weird. I don't know, man. I, the 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 Chancey Stucky hate. It's it's there's just so much of when people leave Notre Dame, it's just like oh well now let's shit on them like uh, of Notre Dame coaches like what like it, it's ridiculous. It, every every offensive line coach gets dookied on by the media here. It's it, it it's 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 I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Dude, that, I will never understand that Harry. He's like I know people like have like this issue with Harry that he, you know, doesn't really develop or like, you know, he's overrated, I guess. But like, dude, like 
he produced like five first round picks that are all all pro guys in the NFL and are making like nine figures. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, find me, I find me another offensive line coach in the country that has done what Harry Heisman did. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, Zach Martin is going to go down as probably one of the best offensive guards of all time. Like. He was like a nine or ten time All Pro guy. Like nobody has done that. So, I I think uh, people just got an axe to grind with. You know, they they got to pick someone like Al Washington for last last year, for example. Yeah, yeah. Look, you guys want and then they shit on Al Washington all the time. That's all you guys wanted to talk about. Al Washington's terrible. Al Washington's terrible. Fire him today. Why is Al Washington still employed by the universe? No one. No one. None of you are talking about Washington anymore. You know why? Javante Jean-Baptiste, that's yeah, why. Because the guy's not bad at his job. And now it's Jared Parker. Oh, You know what? Last year was also Al Golden. Fire Al Golden. He's terrible. Now you guys are like, build a man a statue. You guys got to calm down. Stop like overreacting to everything. This year it's Jared Parker. Fire Jared Parker. You know what people at Notre Dame? They love Jared Parker. Believe in Jared Parker. Don't think Jared Parker was the problem. So. Fans are going to be fans, Mike. That's what Shannon Terry boss likes to say. Fans are going to be fans. We have no YouTube show without the fans. We have no message board without the fans. We don't have a job without the fans. But listen, guys. Our job is to not report, you know, like we read what the fans, like we want you guys to be more informed fans and you know, so we try to give you guys the, you know, the best information and context and stuff from our our angle. And uh, yeah, we try to think a little less emotionally. Uh, you know, I have sports teams that I follow, and I am also like you guys on fire everyone and clean house all of the time. And, you know, that's always not the best action. So there's, uh, you know, I, I tell you guys all the time, I follow my uh, ML, local MLS team, Atlanta United, season ticket holder, and there's a podcaster out here, and I send in questions all the time, and he's like, he's like, Mike Singer, you're an idiot. And he tells me all the time, and I'm like, all right, thank you. I need, need to hear that. So there you go. Ooh. I'm there ready with my Browns takes. That's all I'm going to say. No matter what I say about the Browns, I'll all right. Well, we're going to end it there on podcast and uh, live show here, as always, Kyle. Um, appreciate you guys watching after I just uh, yelled at you guys. Um, but yeah, don't, you know, don't hate Please me. come back next week. Yeah, please come back next week. <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, so, live show lineup. Horka will do a show next week. I don't know when. Horka doesn't really know when he does his shows either. He just kind of flies by the seat of his pants. Uh, Wednesday night show with Tim. Uh, we'll be back next Friday, uh, December eighth, and uh, yeah, we'll have different videos. I'm sure we. I'm guessing we'll probably do like another emergency kind of live show with me and whoever can hop on. Just we'll probably fit another live show next week. Wait, can I break some news? You see the Thamel tweet? Yeah, Drew Pine to the portal. There you go. Always he- something. Where's Drew Pine going? We'll, we'll let Drew you guys talk. Pine will light up in the Mac. Drew Pine will light up in the Mac. There you go. Um, Folks, we're signing off. Hit that thumbs up, of course. Don't hate us. Come back next week. 
and uh, we will catch you guys the next time.